and welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that is not Matt. It's Rachel. Rachel, knock me down nine times, but I get up ten. Well, Ryan, I don't dance now. I make money moves. And if I see you and I don't speak, that means I don't fuck with you. Oh, but please, please do fuck with me and fuck with this album, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. But you all knew that uh, from Rachel's line because you picked the most. We usually go deep cut, but you went the shallowest cut, right? I did because I kind of want I did kind of want to signal that that's what we were about to launch into. (laughs) Yeah, though, no surprises here. This is a full transparency uh, podcast. Um And we're we're talking about uh, Cardi B's album, which is, I think, uh, as of the recording, the top uh, album in America. And uh, Rachel quoted from uh, the lead single, or the, the song that preceded it, um, John the Baptist style, um, uh, Bodak Yellow. And so this is a, a song that's really been on our consciousness for almost a year. It appeared um, around May, June uh, of 2017, and gr- uh, gradually increased in popularity becoming the kind of the song of late summer i would say right that um i mean the first part of that of summer of 2017 was dominated um by despacito um was i think was dominated by despacito pretty full stop with a little bit of the um dj khaled's uh, i'm the one but then it very much August, September belonged to Cardi B, uh, Bodak Yellow, um, very no in a very noteworthy turn, uh, unseated uh, the new Taylor Swift single at the time as the number one song in America, and then Cardi B has been relatively omnipresent since then. Right, that uh, you know she's had a number of singles uh, appeared on a Bruno Mars song, um, and has had lots of very charming, very engaging. Um, very engaging talk show appearances and uh and and that has then only ramped up in the last weeks since um invasion of privacy was dropped uh on in the beginning of uh of april to both tremendous commercial success and i think universal acclaim i mean i mean would you say that uh, rachel that cardi b has a high approval rating yeah i would say she has a very high approval rating um she yeah i agree that the critical acclaim was pretty pretty i think across the board positive um i think everyone has noted that like this album is really tight and it's very well constructed and there are no there really are, are not like there really aren't any turkeys on this album i would say there's just it's just like a, a bunch of really good well crafted um like tracks and they work together as an album um and i just think that's very different from some i think in this age of spotify sometimes we get a lot of really long kind of unedited more just like you know there's less curating right on on like a lot of the albums that get put out on streaming and it sometimes feels like there wasn't enough of a kind of like decisive like album you know eye to putting together an album and this is not like that this is an album uh and it's i would say it's like one of the i mean it's definitely going to be one of the one of the top albums of this year that's for sure this is like very very well done and it's definitely like a really impressive um just a really impressive debut yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of other albums 
uh, across genres have been kind of converging towards being playlists, right? That they, mm-hmm. they, they are they are themselves playlists, right? And Drake's More Life last year was framed as a playlist rather than a mixtape or an album. Um, and then they are playlists that intersect with other playlists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's meant to be able to be put on any number of Spotify curated, you know, kind of algorithmically assisted albums. So your uh, playlists. So you're right that that um, Invasion of Privacy is shockingly cohesive right um and yeah and so there's a way in which it's um has a throwback quality to a cohesive kind of a a cohesiveness of um albums past and yet it also doesn't have right that even the albums that you remember the hip-hop albums that you remember as being the the good old days uh, everybody's talking about the good old days <laughs> the good old days um even those albums had uh had had tons of skits right lots mm-hmm. of filler right and we actually actually had a related epiphany um related to this um because uh as as we're recording this um it is the day after record store day the highest of our holy holidays here at the theory for turntables <laughs> podcast and one of the things that we purchased um was the uh, vinyl re-release of cameron's purple haze and we were pleased to, pleasantly surprised to learn something about the vinyl re-release of uh of purple haze right i it was mercifully free of like all the skits and you know i mean i guess you know one of my friends kind of commented on instagram about this with kind of one of the funnier skits but it's a duck it yes but that's a duck yeah and i i will say no more than that but you know there's a lot of skits on that album that like definitely did not age well uh <laughs> and there's just a lot of them it, and there's it a lot of them it feels like the skits double the length of the album and i mean there's and there's about 75 minutes of music on that album uh, that's right and it, i think i think it's like a level of skit skit the skit ratio there is a little out of control and kind of disrupts the listening uh the listening process and like the experience of listening to the music uh, no skits on this album, uh, just like a really tight debut, just a beautiful, like very well done album. Yeah, and so we will we will dig in to what's going on musically, lyrically uh, on on uh, invasion of privacy and how it kind of fits with uh, Cardi's presentation as an artist and as a celebrity uh, and with a lot of other albums. All that and more uh, when we get back from this word from our commercial sponsors. Do you have bloody shoes? Oh my god, yes. They're tracking everywhere. I bet you've been running a lot of miles without insoles. Oh my god, you're right. You know, I don't have enough support for my arches, which is probably what's causing all that chafing. And the bloodiness. Well, why not try Dr. Scholl's orthotics to ease your bloody soles? Oh my god. This is amazing. So comfort. I feel like my arch is fully supported. I have the cushioning cushioning I need as a busy working person. And I can do it all and not make my shoes bloody. That's right. At Dr. Scholl's, you won't run. You'll make money moves. And we're back. You know, I feel like that, you know, usually almost always our ads are very far-fetched, but I feel like that level of incorporation of lines from Bodak Yellow is 
almost plausible. I feel like that song has become, it's at that level, right? You know, the, every, hardly a week goes by in which there's not a video of like Denzel Washington saying the lyrics to that song still. And this is, we are like months past peak Bodak Yellow. Yes. And yet it's still, everyone wants to know that they're down with Cardi B, right? Everyone wants you to know that they're, that they're, they're in on Cardi B. No, I think that's right. I think people do want to know. And I mean, she had that commercial with uh, Amazon and Alexa. And I feel like if that's possible, really, I don't really see why bloody shoes is like so far removed. (laughs) Right. Dr. Scholl's bloody Bloody shoes. shoes. Well, I guess this relates to a question that I have. Oh, it's interesting. Okay. This is I'm ready for this question. (laughs) This Cardi B with her nearly universal approval rating um, with her. Ability to harness skills um, honed in reality TV into a broader level of popularity, fame, and uh, and and kind of um, fandom um, with her hot takes on social security that are repeated by Bernie Sanders. Is she going to be president someday? Oh wow, that is a that is like an unusual kind of overthinking it question. I think. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, honestly, unusual in that uh, it's new heights in trolling. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's like, but that's a really good question because it's not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, like all good TFT questions, that's definitely a qualified yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. She, I could totally see that happening. Um, I think, yeah, I could yeah, definitely unpack see that. that. Unpack what makes that possible. <laughs> she is like the most popular person on earth right now, in my opinion. I, I just, I can't think of, I, I can't think of someone who's like more well liked at the moment. I, I just, she is very well liked. People like her. Um, and it's very easy to like her, right? Like you, you know, she, she has this, um, she's just like very compelling. First of all, she's funny. So she has like a sense of like comedic timing and delivery and like is able to sort of just like uh, like talk in like a very comfortable and like um, relaxed way that allows her to also be kind of funny. Right. So she's like naturally a com- like a funny person. That is like prong one of relatability, right. uh, the relatability of Cardi B. I think prong two is that she comes off as like and I, I you know I question whether like this is like true or not but the impression you have is that she is like genuine right yeah like there's a kind of there's an unfilteredness there's like a bluntness um there's a for realness right yes. like you don't even need to ask is Cardi B for real or maybe you do but like the answer is feels to be a resounding yes, yes. right yeah right I think the answer feels like a resounding yes she's for real she's honest unfiltered blunt like all you know all of that right and that she's not um she's not if she's self-conscious even that is sort of like out on the table right Right, 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 right. her vulnerability and her when she is insecure or self-conscious are out there like everything else there's no shame right there's no shame or hiding herself yeah um you know and i guess like I think prong three is like a kind of warmth that comes across, even if like the, which is kind of at odds with like the persona on the album and like her rapping persona, but the interview persona and the, like her press and Instagram persona, I think are, are like, 
are like also kind of warm, right? Mm-hmm. She is she comes off like someone who would be your friend or like who you could trust, right? And kind of like 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 bubbly, right? And like, bubbly. like bubbly and kind of inviting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, like and like actually grateful rather than kind of hashtag grateful or hashtag so blessed, right? Which is often a very kind of kind of repressed and muted tone. Whereas like um, generally she is is beaming and kind of very like kind of happy and kind of you know yeah a, a lot of different things, but like is generally. Ha- there's a there's an energy of positivity. Um, yes, I think there's an energy of positivity. Um, I don't know if I committed to more prongs than that, but I think those. I, are like, I was going to ask how many prong your platform, your your Cardi B platform was. I think those three probably cover. <laughs> I, mean, I think that there is an, another one, um, it, and and you kind of alluded to this, which is the at, at the same time there is this sense of. I, I want to say like fierceness, but it's not quite the right word. But there is this, and, and and I guess you know the background is that we we had not um, watched uh, Love and Hip Hop New York, right? The reality show that what kind of vaulted her to a next level of fame, right? The kind of you know the the career path, which I think is worth laying out because it's kind of. Um, referenced again and again on invasion of, of privacy um is that she was a stripper um and kind of became a relatively instagram like yeah, star instagram star um kind of alongside that and and um and kind of became kind of connected into the world of hip-hop um and then kind of djs and producers uh through the interplay between kind of djs uh rappers and um strip clubs and um after kind of um Obtaining a relatively high level of of Instagram celebrity and social media celebrity and kind of personality um, joined, I think the fifth or sixth season of Love and Hip Hop. So this is a established going concern. That is, I mean, is it fair to say kind of the Real Housewives of Hip Hop? Is that kind of um, well? Yeah, I think so. But uh, yes and no because I think. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, very well-established, like, stars are on that show, too. Right, right. Like, I would say, like, some very, like, famous, you know, there's, like, definitely, like, ancillary dipset, like, members are right, on right, the show. Right, right, right. But I think that the main characters are the the female significant of others of these. Yes, I think they're generally, yeah, they are the main characters and, like, the main kind of featured, like, people, yeah. Is, is my sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, I think it is right. It's a little more, but I think it is right that the, the kind of husbands and partners are a little more, have a little more screen time than in the Real Housewives franchises. Yes. Where, cause in the Real Housewives, basically, in my recollection, the husbands generally just, like, might as well speak with, like, the Charlie Brown adult trombone voice. Like, wah, 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 wah. Or they're, like, full Kanye on, like, the Kardashian show where he's, like, t- trying desperately he's, like, to hide. Out, right? like, yeah. <laughs> he's trying desperately to, like, not be seen in his own house. He's blurring out his own face. Like, he, he's actually <laughs> carrying, like, pixels and pixelating out his face. Um, yeah, and so, like, I think that in watching that, I, I will, will um, post some links 
to some super cuts of the best of Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop, which are still relatively long. These are like 20 minutes long videos uh, yeah. each, um, but those are a lot shorter than a whole um, season. season yeah. um, and without having watched any of the rest of uh, Love and Hip Hop, I feel like I'm com- comfortable in saying that Cardi B is the best part of, of Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> um, although the other person... Um, that is on Love and Hip Hop now is um, uh, Felicia Snoop Pearson of The Wire. Um, and so yeah. I, I would say that she is uh, also a strong contender for best person on, on Love and Hip Hop. And actually, Remy Ma. Yeah, it's really Remy Ma has been a, There's like so a lot there's of There's a good lot of people. great people. There's yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot of good people on Love and Hip Hop. Okay, so, so it's a uh, stiffer competition, I would say, but I would still say that Cardi B is, um, is, is excellent. And one of the things, right, in addition to all of the kind of humor and warmth um, that, that you uh, outline, Rachel, as being kind of part of her personality and persona is this, you know, that true to any reality show, um, that that then she is also ready to fight at any moment, uh, mm-hmm. and and that there are several um, scenes where someone speaks ill of her, um, a woman speaks ill of her, and, and she attacks and like not like i am not saying like saying like like metaphorically attacks no she's uh, like I, like actually she is ready to fight like literally will pull her wig off you know like kind of fight yeah yeah and, and yet, even and, and i think and these things are not in contradiction because i think one of the more iconic cardi b sound bites re- is related to having beef right yeah uh, that's right yeah i can't really do it well but you know you know, if a bitch is going to have beef with me, she's going to have beef with me forever. I can't do it. I mean, it's very because the head turn is important. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, love and hip hop is not a radio play. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a radio play. Right. And, like, and part of, it's a visual medium, right? It's a visual medium, and I think it's right. And so, like, Google it. It's a meme. Um, It's a thing. Uh, but like i think the i think that is like part of it it, yeah it is a visual medium and you actually i think a lot of the personality also comes off and like some of the comedic personality you really see on like in seeing cardi like kind of be herself and like be her like persona you know she's she she makes like silly she makes like very expressive like silly faces she has kind of like sound effects she like punctuates things with like different kind of like emotive like sounds or like gestures or words like she's she definitely has like a very like interesting like way of like emphasizing like certain things and and i think all of that is related to like she's like a very like present like comedian you know and she has like a very good sense of like what is funny about a moment and like what would be the funny thing to do in that moment um well and i think weirdly that sense of realness is because like i think talking about realness is interesting in the context of a reality show um because there is this in, in all reality shows this interplay between artifice um, and realness, right? Cause it, and, and there's like layers of it, right? Because that, you know, the whole concept of the show is that these are just people living their lives, but it's very, you know, well known. It's not even a secret. It's just kind of well known that, that producers are intervening and kind of setting storylines in motion and feeding conflicts, um, and setting things up and heavily editing these, editing these scenes. And that you, yet you see that, even within this, that Cardi, Cardi B is kind of within 
within the context of what has been set up and kind of directed and selected is like finds ways to go off the script and Mm -hmm. i I think that especially like you know that there are genuine pieces of surprise in some of these fights and some of these like moments like you know like one of which and one of the reunion specials involves her just taking off her shoe and just chucking it uh right uh just just uh just straight up uh chucking it at a foe right and so those those are bloody shoes truly (laughs) no yeah i think that that is like a moment of surprise i think there's like a you know she's like i think she's like surprised like she's very i don't know if it's like surprised but like part of i think what makes her kind of refreshing is like she has like she has a backbone, I guess is what it is, right? She's like willingness she stands up for, for herself and other people quickly, but that same like quickness to stand up for herself and others also leads her to be like very quick to, you know, like fight someone, right? Like she's very quick to then call someone out, be upset, you know, and and kind of react. I think like I also want to call like another th- scene from this supercut that I think is like a kind of example of her like kind of even like like acting or doing like her comedian thing is where they do they set up this like very ridiculous situation where her and her friend uh like one of the other um like women on the show are gonna go get like etiquette classes right and spoiler alert hilarity ensues hilarity ensues right like the things that cardi b says are very funny but even like in the setup of like the fake discussion that they were like okay now talk about having to go get etiquette classes right like you know that's the direction she's like kind of like play acting like what the etiquette classes would be like and she kind of like puts on this kind of like her version of like a sort of like uh, like uptight or upper class like how she needs to talk if she's going to be like uh you know after the etiquette classes and i think i think to me that's like a good sort of like scene of like her like she's funny she like just like is able to like play out these things and kind of like act um kind of a lean into like the commitment of like committing to the idea and like committing to like what is funny about the idea or like her version of it um so I guess all of this is to say that, like, yes, I think she could be president. <laughs> well, and I guess I thought of this because, you know, my train of thought of thinking about this is, like, the ways in which, like, what... I think it's two things, right? Um, it's, I guess, a way of acting, asking, um, is she a star for these times? And I think the answer is, I mean, a unqualified yes. Yes. Right? Because that, um, I mean, you know, it's it's this is a case where there is, she's been doing her 10,000 hours, right? But so and, and what she's been doing for 10,000 hours is creating a, um, a, a profile as a, um, as a as an Instagram influencer, basically, right? As as a um, as a personality, right? And I think that she is perfectly suited to Instagram, um, and and in that she kind of has mastered the kind of because especially her mode of Instagram, um, her preferred preferred mode is the kind of mini vlog, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of the, a usage I'd say that's kind of closest. To Vine, I think, um, mm-hmm. and and maybe like 
um, fled the most onto Instagram once uh, Vine shut shut down. Um, And so it's a lot of kind of first-person monologue, kind of vlog style, kind of a little shorter and less produced than um, than YouTube YouTube channels, but similar. So I think that there's that kind of direct connection, kind of speaking to her people, right? And she is. Millions, tens of millions. Oh, yeah. Or more. I think more. She I mean, has like some crazy number of followers. Yeah, yeah. And and the videos are, are each viewed tens of millions of times. So there's this kind of, um, she has a mastery of that kind of direct communication um, and a mastery um, of kind of, I think another mode of, um, Instagram captioning is is heavy use of emoji. I think mm-hmm. like right, it's a world where there's a lot of combinations of words and emojis, and I think this like relates. You know that there is something. Um, it's it's something that's kind of talked about as her fame has grown. Every talk show she's on has to talk about right, like how she talks. It yeah. becomes a meta talk show. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, we, we kind of watched. I mean, because most recently she read. Um, you know, she went viral um, when she was on Jimmy Fallon and kind of like surpri- genuinely, I think, surprised right, Jimmy him, Fallon. Yeah. And cracked him up, but then was invited back to host Jimmy Fallon. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, what did you make of, of her co-hosting Jimmy Fallon, especially in the ways that she kind of was like interacting with Fallon and some of the other kind of uh, guests? Oh, I didn't like love it because I just I think Jimmy Fallon just isn't. So here's the thing. It's like here you have like one of like I'm going to put this in the improv terms. Here you have like an awesome improviser and like you know what you don't do with an awesome improviser? You don't um like try to manage them mm-hmm. or try to manage what's funny mm-hmm. or try to direct like what's funny and what the scene is about. Right? Yeah. Like good improv is collaborative and it is like I mean you know, everyone has heard the idea of yes and, but like that is that is what it's about. It's it's about listening to the idea and being in the moment and reacting to it. And Cardi B is excellent at that, right? She lives in the moment, listens, and like reacts to it. And she reacts to it with like her perspective, her view. And I think like what bothered me about the Jimmy Fallon show is that like he did not do that. He well, was too <laughs> he was too up his own ass trying to like manage Cardi B, do people get her? I don't know. Like are like well, and they added like subtitles to her text, text. at some points. It was, um, it was and so they weird. also did a whole going through of like having her explain all of her catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Um but like but I think she then she triumphed in spite of this, right? Yes. Because I think and what like what came across in explaining some of the catchphrases that she she uses is that they function similarly to emojis, right? Yeah. They're they're verbal emojis, right? Um, and and that they're they're sounds that that punctuate, right? Like like one is ow, right? That um and in the etiquette coach scene, um, the etiquette coach asks her to stop making that noise, and she's like, well, but this is the punctuation to that sentence, right? right? And, and there's a sense of of rhythm, right? That it's a sense of illustrating rhythm, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and kind of adding or adding. Right, that it is a a sound. A sound is worth a thousand words. Right, uh, um, a sound picture is worth a, a thousand words. Is kind of the philosophy here, and I think that these kind of are um, these these are sound pictures and have this sense of how she um, how she communicates. I think what's really interesting, though, 
is and and it's, it's interesting how to kind of parse this that the use of sound pictures um, and kind of emoji doesn't really translate directly into the music, right? Um, no, I I don't think it does. I think that's I think that is interesting, and I think there's actually. It's interesting because I, I I'm like going through this. You know, she was on SNL recently as well um, as like the musical guest, and there's this like skit with AD Bryant that was not very funny, uh, but like basically like AD Bryant was like having like a moment where mm. she was, she was like very inspired by Cardi B and was like channeling the Cardi B persona. But like the or, yeah, or what she thought was, was the Cardi, Cardi B, B persona. persona. Yeah. But to me, I think the Cardi B persona that she channeled was really like the rap persona, right? And that's why I think that's an interesting kind of way to launch into like the persona on the album is different from I think the persona her like in life in person talking to you persona, right? Because I think the persona on the album is is definitely like like is a the most assertive version of herself, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most, like, it's the, it's the most confident, most assertive, uh, like, kind of bluntest version of herself. The most, like, you know, like, potential, like, aggressive, like, version of herself. That is, like, the one, that is the Cardi B on the album. And there are moments of vulnerability where she does admit to, like, insecurities and vulnerability, but you definitely get more of the kind of, like, like, tougher side right and the more assertive side what do you what do you make of that then i mean is is cardi b with these with this public persona that is bubbly and warm um and this rap persona that is kind of hard and aggressive and defiant is she for real i think she is for real (laughs) well then and so how do you how do you kind of how do you reconcile and and what is what is this what what function is this different surveying because like we're we're in a world where i mean i or I guess are we in a world or is there a reason why cardi b has to um kind of ha- separate this like or, or what is the kind of artistic choice because i i like i i can imagine worlds in which the um i, I can imagine an album filled with kind of the unfiltered kind of funny um bubbly persona um or or is that harder to imagine or is there a reason like i actually think because i actually think it's because i think it's a product of like of actually not improvising right Mm. like i think like Mm. it's like i think it's like Mm. in the process of Mm. making her music Mm. i think there is a certain amount of like she has she's then like taking a hold of her ideas and like committing them to some sort of permanent place like in pay, right she's writing down lyrics or she's putting them into paper and i think once you are like once she like my kind of read of it is that like once she is in putting things to paper mode mm-hmm. right like that it gets it gets yeah. honed into this like different kind of like the different more assertive side of herself right um you know and i think the I don't think I don't think she like she doesn't seem to do this thing where she like um like I don't think I don't know it seems like when she's like writing things down on paper she's not like writing down the kind of net like too too much like the like she has glimpses of it right like she does talk about like feeling insecure about her teeth before she got them fixed um 
you know, she definitely brags about the teeth fixing. And then, like, she does, you know, she has these vulnerable songs. Like, the, there's, like, several relationship tracks on this album, right, where there's a lot of vulnerability. But even then, those songs are, like, she's vulnerable, but she's assertive, right? She's assertive and she's upset. And she um, she still shows that, like, assertive backbone uh, that we know she has. But I think there's something about the process of, like, committing the ideas to paper that kind of removes i think the i think the bubbliness and the comedic thing are almost more about like being like she's she's an improviser but not necessarily a stand-up right or she's or she's not a freestyler right right that that her process of um kind of and for whatever reason it's partitioned right because it's like it like and it's it is interesting that her album as a result her rapping persona is not is not ODB, right? No, uh, no. Um, right, which has this, uh, a sense of, of looseness, uh, or right. is not is not Young Thug, right? Who is kind of um, even when writing, kind of seems to improvise at the level of kind of pitch and delivery and sound, right? It kind of also has this kind of um, sound, uh, the, these kind of um, sound pictures, um, and so that this is, and so as a, a result, right, that it's, and and. I think another way of thinking about the the delivery is that it is it is simultaneously like the way in which she raps is actually simultaneously like of this moment, especially in the kind of beat selection, which are kind of largely kind of um, engaged uh, and in and around trap, um, and then it, so it's, it is both new and also timeless, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of funny, right? Because it, it's you know one of the most other recent kind of chart topping female rappers is like Iggy Azalea, who like uh, called her album the new classic. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because that thing has been that album has been forgotten. That is like four years in the past, and it is like relegated to the. Um, dustbin of history but so is this album a new classic (laughs) well i mean i don't want to like put myself out there and say it is and then like it's stand by your queen stand and look like a fool but like i mean i i actually kind of think it is i think it is because it's just that tight spoken about in that way yeah it's being spoken about in that way and i don't think people are wrong um (laughs) it's it's really tight. Some people are saying that this is a new classic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think those people are wrong. I it's it's really strong. It's really strong. It's a really cohesive album, and she is very good at what she's doing. She she has like a very good command. She has a very good command and like presence, and her like flow really shows that. She has like the the kind of like she's got the heft. She's got like the heft in her command of her music of like the greats, you know? She she just really is up there in my opinion. Like she's very she's very good and I think she can only get better. And and it seems like she like really picked like the stuff that she wanted to speak for her, right? She did not I don't know. She did she did not let it be bloated. There's like nothing in there that seems like off or like trying to go in some sort of like poppier direction or like an EDM vibe too too much at least. There's a couple of songs that kind of dip their toe in there. Yeah, the Kelani song, right? Is a little bit, but for the most part ring, right? Ring. It feels like the penultimate song in a spin class, right? A little um, bit. But this is kind of that's the only one that kind of largely like lives in that kind of energy. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And I think yeah, I I'll stand by I'll stand by Cardi B, my queen. Yes, 
she is like that good and the debut album is that good it is a new classic it's you know i mean it's uh it's 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 a very tight debut album it's just like i don't know what else to say like the songs are are awesome like there really are not duds on this i think that you know think about the idea of heft um is that there is i think something that she really uses well and capitalize on um is her new yorkness right mm-hmm. and um and the new yorkness of her voice and delivery um and kind of i think i think there's like a few but i think that there are absolutely kind of shades of biggie um of of fat joe right so she like i mean she kind of has the the gravitas um and and force of delivery of a fat man right and and i and i mean that in all seriousness right that there is a a deepness to her voice um and aggressiveness and then it also echoes um, I mean, like Tupac, um, I think is there as well, right? And I, I think you especially like the uh, Tupac, um, right? It's on the um, on the Chance the Rapper song, um, "Best Life," right, where she says. Um, Right off the bat, right? She says, "I'm like Big Pop mixed with Tupac. I'm I'm like Machiavelli." Um, and then she undercuts that, right? But says, "You need some Little Caesar's pizza. I'll be hot and ready." Right? <laughs> so I think that like there is, and actually, so that's a good encapsulation of what this album is, right? Because, yes, I think so too. Right? And so that is like the moment, and it feels like a throwaway, um, but it it is this kind of understanding the kind of moment, right? Because like that that by engaging in so this kind of story of herself um, and presentation of herself, that is what you do on your first rap album. Um, and, you know, that, that Tupac and Big, uh, Biggie are two of the kind of greats of doing that. You know, uh, Elmatic is another great one. Um, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt is another great one. That kind of, in, like, really kind of says, here's who I am and why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she then kind of undercuts that by, like, referencing Little, Little Caesars. I mean, I'd say... This is probably the best of the cheap pizzas. I would say so. I mean, I definitely, you know, that and like her liking Frosted Flakes. I'm like, she likes Frosted Flakes. Yes. So she says that somewhere. She really is your queen. Yeah, she really is my queen. So I'm like, yeah, I like those things. Uh, I can, I, not that it's like, well, so I like Frosted Flakes. So you know, I'm just like Cardi B. But. <laughs> Um, but I think you're right. Frosted Flakes and Balenciagas, right? Yeah, that's that's me. That's me to a T. Um, no, but I, I do think you're right that this, like, these two lines are like a perfect encapsulation of like the energy of Cardi B. Right? This is an album where she says that she yells her own name during sex, and is also vulnerable about her teeth. And also has like goofy jokes like about Little Caesar's Pizza. <laughs> well, and I think that there's right that, um, and, and like at, at the end, she kind of circles back to the um, to the Tupac thing again, right? Saying, I'm the rose that came from the concrete in the rolls, right? And that's a reference to a Tupac poem, right? That, um, so that uh, Tupac had a collection of poetry called The Rose That Grew from the Concrete, right? So there's a, she kind of like circles back on the Tupacness. And I think beyond even kind of the lyrical references, there's something about 
the the way that she kind of rides over the beat, right? And it's it, Tupac, yeah. Right? And and, totally. again, and and it also weirdly highlights the similarities between Tupac and Biggie, right? And mm-hmm. it, like that there was kind of a a elements of a narcissism of small differences there. And I mean stylistically there are definite differences. Um but at the level of kind of delivery mm-hmm. and kind of force of delivery, um there's a, there's kind of an authority there. And so I think that I think that that is, I think that there is, you know, so part of this idea of the way that she, you know, the kind of gap or the differences, the different facets of her personality that come across in the rapping versus the kind of multimedia kind of um, brand, personality brand, is that the, um, on the album, she actually filters her personality through the canon, Right. right and and so it is the, it is a self can it's a self canon um right. and and so i i think that there is a realness but it is realness in the context of rap history right and kind of uh and of what one uh, how one makes a rap album no i think that's right i think that's right I um I want to talk about something that I thought you said. Um, sorry, I know I'm referring to something that you said not on this podcast. But that was that was private. That was that was podcaster privilege. I'm Pod- sorry, that, that is privileged information. Yeah, privileged information. Okay, fair enough. No, no, no. no but uh, I, so I'm going to break that privilege. Um, you know, and I think you you made a very interesting point. I and I think it's worth talking about at least a little bit about kind of. Comparing, um, I think Cardi B's kind of relationship with stripping and like her past as a stripper to like the way Jay Z sees himself or like has seen himself in his music as like a hustler, right? Yeah. Uh, I think there's something very interesting there. Um, Like you will, I mean, so in the course of listening to this album and then kind of like becoming familiar with Cardi B, you will know that she was a stripper, right? And that was like, that is a big part of. I think the like the it, it's a big part of her like brand and how she became like a star, but I think it's also I'm sorry, just like you you will know us by the trail of dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you will. <laughs> and she talks about it a lot, right? Like she does bring it up a lot, and I think I think it's interesting because uh, there's this NPR article where they I like she kind of addresses like. I bring this up a lot because I want people to like not treat strippers with disrespect. And I want them to think that like, I don't want there to be this kind of, um, I don't know, like, uh, the whore. I don't want there to be this like weird dichotomy that like boxes women out as like good women, bad women, or like, right. you know, I think she explicitly says like, just because you strip doesn't mean that you're not smart. Right. Right. Something like that. Right. Yeah. No. And I think, I think there's something, I think there's an interesting, like, kind of, like, theme here. And, and even in, like, her her co- recent Coachella set had, like, the most athletic women on earth doing, like, basically, like, like, like these, like, stripper pole moves. But, like, the most, like, a highest echelon of, like, 
G- stripper gymnastics. It was Cirque du Strip. Right? It really was. It was like incredible. Like this, it's like this was like Olympic level strength. Like what these women were doing. They were like. It's worth setting up that the the it was not a single pole, but there was kind of a three dimensional um, like grid that was about ten to fifteen feet off the ground. Yeah. Right. It was. It looked like it looked like an obstacle off of American Ninja Warrior. No, it, and these women would kill an American Ninja Warrior. They were. <laughs> fucking amazing i like cannot stress enough like they could crush us all with their like abdominals because they like sit like with one leg like could like shimmy up one legged up this pole and then like not hold on with their hands and like they could be like totally like perpendicular flat like out into space with their one leg. And then, and Can then, you imagine and, one leg and then, and then holding the, you up like that? And then another woman at one point like balanced on another uh, on one of her colleagues I who mean, was perpendicular in that way, right? That's like Tessa Moyer, whatever, like the Tessa Virtue that... Justin Moyer, yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 the ice, dancers, ice dancers, right? When they were balancing on each other's legs. I mean, it's like harder looking because like these women are wearing like heels too. And they're doing that. Well, one of them is holding her up with like the strength of her abdominals, it's insane. I'm like honestly, like they should be on the U.S. Olympic team. Like they're amazing. Like I don't know, they they could do anything. I think. Yeah, it was it was incredible, and I mean, and so I think it's these two elements of well, I, I, like it certainly gives you this uh, like imp- like I like of making forcing you to both first notice then respect strippers. Right. Yes. Um, and I think that there's I want to kind of return to what you're you're saying um, of of this idea that this is a pathway it's but not only like her life history, but that it is some of what you do that like you know you learn and do through stripping and kind of what it kind of forges you in character is integral to success right and that's I think how it's like analogous to Jay-Z, how Jay-Z talks about drugs right and so that you know he kind of talks about his business acumen and kind of ruthlessness right mm-hmm. um, and that how that kind of let that this is like um, you know it's uh, it, that 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 allows him to kind of those are transferable skills right and i think the line is from bricks to billboards to um uh from grams to grammys around dirt off your shoulder um and i think that that also connects it's a parallel right like biggie has that as well i mean it's it's a very kind of strong trope right Mm -hmm. of kind of and and uh you know cliffs i think are another major one major one they each kind of artist who kind of does drug rap does it in different ways um you know biggie has the um you know either either you sling crack rock or you have a wicked junk jump shot right that these are kind of bread of necessity right so but there are kind of um resourceful smart people who lack opportunity and i think that um i think what's interesting about what cardi b is doing on this album is kind of sets up both a similarity there right of this is my pathway to this point um but also i think sets up a difference and i think sets up the additional kind of double standard or stigma right of like and and well, actually, me if I if I can't think of this, but like, right, that there isn't really. And I, I guess I have a counterexample in my mind, but the, there isn't exactly a Scarface for stripping. Like, mm. um, I mean, because like, yeah, okay, there's like showgirls, but that's not like I don't think that's not the same because I think right. the showgirls characters are like 
kind of in a vulnerable position. Right. If anything, I think it's like kind of a gross movie because you're like, I don't know. I think I think you see her get like fucked over a bunch. I think so, right? Right. Like the I think I don't think I don't remember that character. I mean, and again, you, I I don't remember Showgirls that well, right? Like I've watched it like in a haze, like I a very long. I actually time don't know if I've seen it. I saw it, but like I, it was hard to pay attention, and like, and I was high, so <laughs> I like don't remember. But uh, and it was a while ago, so like I don't recall though. My hazy recollection of this was that like I just don't recall her being in a position of strength. Like that's all. I don't recall it being this like story where she like really set the terms and everything, you know, and like really. Um, you know, I don't know. And it's well, interesting because, like, stripping, yeah. you know, stripping is, like, a legal enterprise, right? right? So it's, like, in some yeah. ways, hmm. you know, it's, like, it has, like, almost, like, just on that alone, it has, like, the greatest chances of sort of, like, I guess, like, there's, like, you would think that there maybe would be ways in which you could have more control over your situation or something. or But I don't, yeah, I don't know of a narrative of, like, the 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 like you know the thriving businesswoman with the strip club or something. I, I, there's probably something that's like at the tip of my head, but and certainly though it's like also I guess like I also bring up like Scarface because of its like connection, right? The way that it the popularity of Scarface, especially in the '90s, then helps to cement right the Scarface as an icon in rap um, and a kind of a recurring trope in rap. Then became this way to kind of think about like the badass. Right, like, That's and, and true. a kind of a masculine kind of way of performing rapperness, and so that, like, I feel like there is a lot of what Cardi B is doing on Invasion of Privacy is kind of inventing that, right, and kind yeah. of inventing a way to kind of have that story, but have it be empowered, right, and and, and I think that it's fighting against. Right, so it's that because of, like because of like the Scarface trope, then the kind of drug dealer to rapper transition, the drug dealer is kind of valorized as like some kind of a entrepreneur or a hero or a badass, right, um, or a bad guy, right? Like, Although, like, doesn't Scarface like Scarface is an end well for him? No, but I mean, like, um, wait, like, I like, I mean, I guess that's for another day, another podcast. But like, I kind of like, is he's like a weird icon because it's like things don't go well for him at all. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. It is true. Um, but like, even even in it not going well, like, right, the, even him going down in the blaze of glory is also is a blaze of, of glory, right? right that, exactly. That's I guess that's what it is, right? So, so kind of, he goes down, like, epically. But so, kind of circling back to kind of the, the kind of double standard against um, strippers, is there, this kind of is from the get-go of the album, right, on, on Get Up 10, um, which is, like, um, a really strong start to the album, um, and it is kind of uh, interpolates and kind of builds on and borrows from Meek Mill's uh, Dreams, Dreams and, Nightmares, and Nightmares, right, which is uh, AKA the uh, Philadelphia Eagles song. Go birds. Go birds. Um, go birds. Trust the process. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Philly, Philly. Uh, that, uh, right. And so Philadelphia rapper Meek Mill, um, several albums ago started with this, this great song that is kind of rapping, urgent rapping over no beat. And then, yes. the, then the beat, co- um, beat comes in and, and the rap becomes even more urgent. Right. Yes. And it is this kind of, um, this kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, right? It's like a single, um, a single flame, a single candle becoming a conflagration, right? Yes, it um, is. And it is actually, it's like, and I would say like, you know, I, I don't think it's like any 
surprised that it's sort of like a, a football song, you know, or now it is. And now it's a football song. But like it has that energy of like the like the her it, it definitely has the it has like the kind of almost like rocky framing. It has the like yeah. it has the um it, it has the kind of like intense um I kind of think a tense emotive quality of these like sort of hero stories through athleticism. Yeah. And so I think, I think by saying getting up 10 2, she like puts it in that realm. Yeah. Right. right. Like she, you know, this is like the hero story. This is the beginning of like her hero's journey, you know? I I love the, I mean, it's like, I I think if you are going to be stripping, you definitely should be running up the stairs of the art museum, right? (laughs) Like like you need, you need the quad strength, right? Like, (laughs) or you naturally have it from doing all of that work. I don't know. Either way, um, but I mean, there, I, I love the idea of thinking about this as in the in the kind of idea of athletic tropes and kind of sports movie tropes because that's another way of like turning the stripper into a hero, right? Is right. that's another stro- trope that this is a. This is economic activity, this is opportunity, this is creativity, this is sport, right? So she says, look, they gave a bitch two options, strip it or lose, right? So that's just like sling, crack, crack, rock, or have a wicked jump shot, yeah. right? Um, and uh, you said, dance in the club right across from my school. I said, dance, not fuck, don't get it confused. Had to set the record straight because bitches love to assume, right? And so that... Um, and so that, that kind of sets it up, right? That, um, that this is kind of, this is the opportunity that's there and yet there's judgment for that opportunity, right? right. And so it's like either you, uh, right? 50 Cent is it's get rich or die trying. Mm-hmm. This is like get rich or be judged for doing so, right? Right, <laughs> right. right, no, and I think, no, I think that's right. I think she does put out there like the bind, right? That like women live in, right? Like. Women generally, I mean, not just like stripping or loose, but just in general, like there is like no choice for which women are not judged, right? Like there's just no, there's no choice in which women are not judged. So do you want to rethink that sentence? <laughs> JK. <laughs> too real? Too real? Too real? Or, too real? Too soon? Are you like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? what? Wait, what? Wait, shouldn't have I said that? <laughs> I was like a little bit like I was taking it back. Like what? <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> Watch your. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I. Uh, God, this just got real. This got really real. Okay. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the Cardi B in this. <laughs> you are the Cardi B. The Cardi B is you. I'm the Cardi B in this relationship. <laughs> No, I'm the Cardi B. <laughs> what? I always, I always thought of you as more of an offset. <laughs> what, like, kind of aloof or something? <laughs> Just like, that's to be the main thing. Offset is like, hmm. <laughs> like, in possession of an awesome robe. <laughs> Right, like, I, like, like in the like, I feel like Austin's like um, uh, outfit in the Ric Flair drip uh, video. Is, my robe is not you, that you, good. You could pull that off though. I could, but yeah, my robe is like a white, like stained <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> that is very comfy. It's, it's the robe of your soul. It's the robe of my soul. Uh, oh, they, right, a white stained piece of shit. <laughs> no, 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 the, the glittery Ric Flair robe. Oh, thank you. Oh, the right, got it. Yes, got it. No, but um, right. I, I just think that in general, like uh, women, they be judged. They are judged. 
So uh, what are other songs? Are there any other songs that we you want to hit that are kind of must hits? Must hits. This is hard because I like love most so of the album. So what we're saying, buckle up because we're, no, we we're can't an hour in. So we're, we're we at can't the go for mark. every song. Like ev- like you got to listen to this album. Every song is good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess like I really like uh, I like it. Man, like very partial to the sample. I think it's going to be. Uh, this is a song that samples the uh, what Pete Rodriguez made it popular. I like it like that. Yeah, you know, you know the song. You know the song. You know the sample. It's it's going to be the song of the summer. It's going to be everywhere. I'm I'm certain of it. Well, you want to talk about it a little bit? Um, um or you used to say like? <laughs> no, no. I'm just I'm just like touching on it. I think actually we could talk about be careful a little bit because I actually think this is a very interesting song, like kind of lyrically. Yeah. Um, so this song is it's interesting when I first heard it. I thought, this sounds like a Drake song. This is like a Drake song. And I guess Boy Wonder is like a part co- a co-producer on this. It does do a lot of work for Drake. So I don't, so the similarities were not like totally crazy for me to view. I think view. like did work and did, right, like a number of the um, kind of tropically inflected Drake songs. Yes. Um, and this kind of sounds like, like when I first heard the beat of Be Careful, I was like, oh, this sounds like, like a level of like a Mario game where he goes to a kind of like tropical island. Like it's like Yoshi on a tropical island yes, or something. It really <laughs> is. It is Yoshi on a tropical island. Right. And it's the kind of thing that it was like left going on and on, like in like a sort of interstitial, interstitial like video game menu space. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like all, and you hear like random like cling, cling. Right from it sounds a lot like that. Are you are you gonna play the game or are you are you are you done? Are you done playing the game? Uh I think I'm good. I kinda have to go and like make food. Can I say I'm gonna save this game? All right. I was like, that's the Yoshi noise that he yeah, makes when so. you turn the game off. I think so. Ah. I was like, he, I was like, I saved it, so he like, <laughs> he like jumped into a plant. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Yoshi does. He, Let's be honest. He jumps into a lot of plants. <laughs> he probably. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Yoshi does what he wants with his time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, does he jump into a lot of plants? I, like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, in this reality. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you can tell. I did not play a lot of Mario. <laughs> no, you were you were from a Sonic head, household. Yeah, I had a, I had a Genesis, right? So I like I had a lot of fun like motoring uh, tails around until like I was like, wait, I can't get tails any higher. I don't know what else to do with him. Never mind. I remember I was really insistent about getting that game because like, mom, tails can fly. I gotta get on that. But anyway, no, that, that's it's a game changer. It's is like, it is Sonic just runs. Sonic just runs, and he doesn't do shit. And he's kind of like a roller coaster. You have to get like enough momentum so you can do the loop de loops. He's like a bad roller coaster. Whereas Tails can fly, right? And so when you're, what, what you, I would say is that when you're running with Sonic, you have to be careful. That's right. 
And so speaking of being careful, careful. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so be careful has this kind of it's it, what's cool is that it has a beat that evokes um, that that kind of eight to 16 bit era. Um, I say 16 bit. Right. So like the early 90s, right. Not pure 80s beat, but it's kind of got that early 90s video game um, Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era beat. Um, but is this a light song? No, it's not a light it's song. A, a light, a light Yoshi on an island vibe. It's not really that light of a song. I mean, like unless you, I mean, if it's in that Yoshi on an island, it's because it's like Princess Peach is like kind of upset and crying because like Mario's kind of a shithead. <laughs> um, like you know, so it's so this is definitely this is like one of several like. Uh, my significant other is like a shithead is cheating on me, right? Like songs. There's several of them. Um, varying levels of kind of like vulnerability or like at different stages in like processing, like understanding that, right? Like I think there's like, you know, Ring in the, this kind of like this like a group of these songs. Ring is the kind of like my partner's becoming emotionally distant and not like talking to me and phoning me or paying like my partner's kind of electronically ghosting on me more. And then there's, like, um, through your phone, which is, like, seeing, like, evidence of infidelity and cheating on the phone of the significant other and being, like, angry, right? Being, like, upset about it um, and, like, reacting to that. And then Be Careful is kind of, like, somewhere in between. This is, like, a, uh, you know, this is, this is, like, you know... Uh, this is like somewhere in between in this like in the stage of like dealing with this like um realizations about the the relationship right like she she sort of like knows or acknowledges that like her partner has is like cheating on her um or it's like not really totally like there not totally emotionally invested right but then she's also like and she's like upset but she does it in this very interesting way and this is i think why i want to talk about it is that the the words here, be careful. Um, I'm just going to read like the lyrics, right? Um, you know, the only man, well, the only man, baby, I adore. I gave you everything. What's mine is yours. I want you to live your life, of course, but I hope you get what you're dying for. Be careful with me. Do you know what you're doing? Whose feelings you're hurting and bruising? You're going to gain the whole world, but is it worth the girl that you're losing? Be careful with me. It's not a threat, it's a warning. Be careful with me. My heart is like a package with a fragile label on it. And so I want to go into this because I think, um, I, you know, I think that it's not a threat is a warning is I think kind of like the interesting key to like the the interesting tone of this song. Um, you know, she's like vulnerable. And maybe this is like a good encapsulation of the Cardi B persona in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she is she's vulnerable. The song is vulnerable. She's upset. There's a lot of like hurt feelings there, but she's very quick to like again, she has a backbone. She yeah. is a, she stands up for herself. She you know, I think if she if she forgives, it's because she has chosen to forgive, not from like a position of weakness, even though or like I think you know, even if there is vulnerability, like she 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 is she's like a package with a fragile label on it that can like hurt you. Well, right. I mean, because you know, I 
have dropped a fragile package with maybe some glasses while moving. We've moved more than a one times. Um, and, you know, what you get when you drop a fragile package is shards of glass, right, that can cut you. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, and I think she's also saying that, right? And it's, I think it's there. It's also even, like, be careful with me. Do you know what you're doing uh, whose feelings that you're hurting and bruising. And I think one is like, oh, you're hurting my feelings. And like, I thought you were the one that I cared about, that you cared about, right? So there's, it, it works on that level. But it's also, it, it has a little bit of this, do you know who you're messing with? Do you with? know who you're fucking with, right? Yeah, right? it totally like, has an air of that. Right. And so, and that's the other way of just like, be careful, right? So it's be careful with me. And, and it's this idea, this is a very interesting idea of like kind of objectification and agency, right? Because it's like, on the one hand, be careful with me because it's like handle with care, right? Um, but then it's like also be careful when dealing with me. Um, and I think it's also, it's working at that, me, like, be meta careful, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's like, be careful, uh, of, of what type of a, um, like, repertoire of engagement you use with me and like engage with me like a person um rather than an object or or i will or or you will be shocked right like <laughs> i feel like this complicates like you know in this like whole like comey press cycle like every time he talks about the conversations with trump and they're like well did he mean it as like a directive or did he mean that as a directive it's like well i was in the room and yes i read it as a directive right i feel like this kind of thing like complicates that like is it a threat? I think it is. Did Cardi B just threaten me? I think she did, but she said she's not. I don't know. And so I think. Look, I, I I promise Cardi B my honest loyalty. Right? <laughs> right? And I, I think I think that's like in some ways is like maybe the most like um, scary thing you can do is like make that like kind of ambiguous, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. this song does. Right, I think there's something like almost like the scariest thing you can do is not be totally easy to read, <laughs> right? And I, I think she does that really well with this song, where it's 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 like both like the vulnerable side and the honest like in like you know the vulnerable like kind of sad side, and then but like she's not she she's you know like you don't know what she's capable of. I mean, I think that is very interesting because it makes her very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that is the other thing, right, about kind of even, I don't know, anytime you say warning in the chorus of a hip-hop song, you you think about warning, right? Yeah, uh, like I the think warning, so. Like from, um, from, from Ready to Die, right? And of, of the song where Biggie kills the people who are trying to take his money, uh-huh. right? Uh, and so I feel like that's there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you make of what? It's not a threat; it's a warning. I don't know because, like, they're kind of they're kind of similar. They're kind of similar, but I guess a threat like says like if you don't do this, I'm gonna do this, right? right, right, right I right. think a threat sort of implies like almost is like contractual kind of like set of obligations or like or like not set of obligations. It's not contractual, but so much as like there's like a contingency, right? If this, if you don't do this, this will happen, right, right to right, you. Right, right, right. Um, and a warning, I don't know. I think a warning is not necessarily like a pure contingency. It, a warning yeah. can be just like a general. Hey, it's, it's just an FYI. It's more like it can be an FYI, right? Sure. I think the lines can be definitely blurred, right? Like, 
But I do think there can be distinctions. They're not totally but I, overlapping I think, but things. But even in a, in a warning, it is kind of, hey, this is for your own good. right? And I think like what's great about that line is that I think up to that point, the listener is not aware that it's either a threat or a warning. I think that's right. Well, it's, it, it was, it was, I think, because it, it sounds like a plea or a request. request. It's like, be careful with me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for you. Because, so, hey. It's hey, not a threat. Hey, it's a warning. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> right, wait, what? And I guess what, you know what the difference is? I, I just picked up on the difference. Yeah. Uh, a threat is actually like, a threat is sort of like against the law in the sense of like, mm. you are actively saying like, you will, you will like kind of like, I think it's like, a threat is like the contingent, like, I will do harm to you. A warning is a assumption of risk. <laughs> a warning gets you off the hook legally like well i gave you a warning you've assumed the risk do you know what i mean a warning is saying like you can climb down this mountain if you want to (laughs) but people die here all the time but that's not a threat that is actually a warning it's an assumption of risk so it's like it's like I guess it's like it's like it's so right. It's not it's not a threat. It's a waiver. Right? It's a waiver. Is it actually? Yeah, it's not a threat. It's a waiver. Right, Cardi B. Cardi B is not responsible for all ter- for all shoes that get thrown at you as a result of engaging with uh, with uh, Cardi B. What is it? She's like- just like a spin class. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, I think that it, I think um, even though we we're, we're well over an hour, um, I, I do want to kind of talk a little bit just about through your phone because I think mm-hmm. it connects to this because. It, um, it um and it connects to the title of the album mm-hmm. right um and so this is the the song where she finds um uh the the text messages that are and and instagram direct messages and whatever that are evidence of um her romantic partner cheating and it's very kind of it's very very focused on kind of threats of violence um mm-hmm. mostly to the um Against the man, I think, right? Mostly to the man, yeah. Um, and, um, and, and, and what is it? Um, and, and right, so it's like lines like, um, I make a bowl of cereal with a teaspoon of bleach, serve it to you like, here you go, bon appetit. Did you give it to her raw? Did you love her or not? Nah? Um, you risk your whole home for a hoe from the bar. You really want them hoes. You can have them bitches. She didn't cheat, uh, no better, and so on, so on. Um, the shit is eating me. You're sleeping peacefully, getting more mad at you, thinking about stabbing you. Um, you don't even, uh, know that you're this close to dying. You gotta wake up like, why you got an attitude? <laughs> right, and again, it's so, so it's so underestimated, right? Um, it's so underestimated. But what's funny is like it got to that level because pre prior to this, she's just talking about like cutting the tongues out of all his sneakers, right? Which she's just like really, which I like always makes me laugh because it seems so like petty, but like it's funny, <laughs> like to ruin all of your sneakers like that, and then smashing your TV from Best Buy, right? So it turns from like that to like I'm about to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> well, and and that's what and she and she says though, and I think this is how it connects to like the waiver of I don't want to hear about invasion of privacy, mm-hmm. right? And and that's it's so interesting that that line is because like that is the idea of like oh well why are you invading my privacy? Right. I mean I guess so. What is it? about why does she not want to hear about invasion of privacy well i think because 
so I think this goes back to like this aside I think we see in her in the love and hip hop supercuts. Mm-hmm. She's like pretty good and like ready to like call dudes out mm-hmm. when she thinks they're um gaslighting her or yeah. manipulating yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like yeah. very good about like calling people out, like calling men out about that, like immediately. Um you know, I think there's like in love and hip hop. There's like several guys who are like producers or DJs, and like they're constantly kind of like yeah. stringing her along. Like they they're sexually and like they're interested in her romantically and sexually. They want like that from her, but they kind of string her along on like the promise of like getting like breaks in the industry. You know, and so she does, or, or like they work with her, like mm-hmm. like they're like in like club promoting, like. Yeah you know, like, jobs together. And so I think she she's, like, pretty quick to call people out when she thinks that they are, like, manipulating her or gaslighting her or stringing her along for some other motive that doesn't serve her, right? And I do think here it's, like, I think there's, like, another instance of that, like, you know, because I think here in this instance, like, you know, yes, in one hand, like, if, if you were, like, constantly right. invading your partner's privacy, it'd be one thing. But she did say, I had a feeling, and you were lying to me, and so I, I did look yeah. at your phone because I didn't trust you, and I was right about it. So I think I think she views as it like, don't manipulate me, don't gaslight me by turning it back on me. Well, it's also, it's a false equivalence, right? Right. It's like, it's like well, what, I did bad things? Well, you looked at my phone, oh, so right. I guess we both did bad things, right? That's right, and that's manipulative, and I think, <laughs> exactly, and so I think... You know, I think to me that is like a, a, a another hallmark of Cardi B is like the she is mm. very quick to call men out when they are like manipulating her and, and, it, and like in a way that's like kind of a gaslighty too. And I think then that it makes it interesting and, and relevant that that line is the title of the album, right? The, the, and so that that because then that theme of kind of puncturing the gaslight bubble yes. is one of the things that the album is doing as a whole. Yeah, um, completely, completely. And then I think, though, it also kind of connects to the broader ideas of... I mean, even because on this... Um, it, it's on this song as well, of right, that this is... Um, like you know, this is like an Instagram model, right? Wake up and see your boobs on the gram, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a sense in which, also, like you know, the the social media giveth and the social media taketh away, yeah. Right? Um, and and that that there isn't, you know, and so in some ways, right, that the social media is invading the private life because of like the ways in which not only like you are sharing, um, but like the ways in which like it's kind of creating a rift in connection. I mean, in some ways uh, this is like actually on theme with like with Jeff Rosenstock. So so I guess what I'm saying is that this is definitely, this is definitely a rap album for these times. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely like, Phones create so many opportunities to, like, be unfaithful, right? Like, emotionally unavailable. And, like, to be emotionally unavailable, right? Because, like, some of these songs are just about not being available emotionally. Like, you don't text me back. You are... Where are you, right? And I think it's it's very... Like, the phone creates those issues in some ways that, like, were a little harder to exist prior to that. Um, I think maybe, like, the one last song, just to touch on, yeah, is uh, the final, the closer. Yeah, we got I it. do. Yeah. Because uh, I just definitely think this is, like, the 
this is like the I don't know. This is the U N I T Y of like Cardi B or something. <laughs> this is like this is like the anthemic like. This is the most anthemic girl girl power type song I think on this album, right? And it's it, it's very good, um, you know. And like the SZA like hook is awesome. Uh, I feel like she is like really like really suits the song with her kind of like I don't know. I think she's like putting like I, I think you kind of meant like put the idea like she's kind of serving the role like future might on a song sorry that was privileged uh, privileged information, that was privileged information. Sorry, sorry sorry no but i think i think this is like a pretty good encapsulation of like the cardi b like kind of feminist manifesto right like um you know brocos do what they can good girls do what they're told but bad bitches do what they want um you know I'm, you know, like, I'm a gangster in a dress. I'm a bully in the bed. Only time that I'm a lady is when I lay those hoes to rest. The coop is ruthless. I get on top of it. I'm provocative. It's my prerogative. Um, You know, and then, like, it kind of goes on. And then, you know, right, like, she kind of gives more examples, like, you know. And, and, like, the whole, the album ends on, here's a word to my ladies. Don't, Don't you give these brothers none if they can make you rich or if they can't make you come. Um, and like, I just think it's like, yeah, this is like the Cardi B like manifesto of like bad bitchery, um, you know, of like being like making your own rules, not having shame, not being apologetic for who you are or what you want. Um, and, and like being everything at once, being all the size of yourself, like all at once. And you know, and not not apologizing. And I, I do think it's like a good end song and like definitely the most kind of like concise, like a uh, concise, like sort of uh, explanation of the Cardi B philosophy, like Cardi B's like kind of like, like, I, I guess, yeah, like I guess her like sort of like uh, feminist mantra or something. I don't know how to describe it. Her worldview. Her right? worldview. Like, yeah, like it's like a good encapsulation of the Cardi B worldview. I think, and I think though, then it's also something cool. It's in this um, song, right? Is uh, at the end of the first verse, she says, "They said that by now I'd be finished. Hard to tell. Uh, my little fifteen minutes lasting long as hell, huh?" And I think there's a sense there. I think I like. I think that connects beyond just being a word to the haters, um, which it is. It is also a sense of that there is a kind of bigger program here, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, that there is a sense of that there is a mission and a worldview. Um, and, and so that, yes, it is about her defiance, but I think her defiance is also in service of a larger kind of defiance, right? No, I think that's right. I think, um, I think it's a good way to put it that like, there is like this, it's like, there's a larger program. So maybe if she's not even going to be our next president, <laughs> she at least might be like our next Gloria Steinem or something. I don't know, right? She's she's she has like right. There's a larger like there's a larger mission at work here. I mean, it's funny because when you were kind of describing this as a program or a manifesto, it, what it made me think of is like Riot Girl, right? Mm-hmm. It, like it made me think of like Kathleen Hanna and like Bikini Kill, right? <laughs> Completely, and I think I'm. Yeah, actually, and that's, like, another, like, that's another very vocal person who's, like, openly talked about, like, their stripping past, right? 
Oh, right. You know, like, and and about, like, having to, like, take the sense of, like, shame or, like, hiding these things, like, you know, that those things, those things only, like, kind of further, like, the, like, violence against women, right? If those things are, like, ashamed, like, if those things are in hiding, the, like, that just gives more opportunities to sort of treat women like shit, and right, like, right. in the greater program. And I do think, yeah, I think Cardi B, like, definitely is, like, another, like, part of that dialogue and like adding like another voice to this larger kind of like like kind of like you know ongoing like feminist debate and like uh like in our pop culture yeah and so it is and the debate shall go on right uh, yeah and the debate yeah the debate will go on and like you know per ryan like get on board these 15 minutes are gonna last a really long time <laughs> and, and, the, and the hour of this podcast has, uh, has lasted a very long, long time. time as well <laughs> um but it, i think with good reason because uh this is our last one for a little while we're going on um a hiatus of about um six weeks to eight weeks so we'll be back in um Probably mid June, early July of 2018. So this is um, this is TFT summer recess. It's our first summer recess in a while, right? Uh, even though we are an academic seminar, uh, we have just gone straight through from semester to semester into summer school um, for nearly four years um, since we uh, for nearly five years since we started the music uh, iteration of TFT um, in uh, back in October of 2013. So this is uh, we'll be on a summer break um but we won't be gone uh, altogether we won't be off the face of the earth so um reach out to us tell us what you're listening to what other new music because uh, i think we'll still return to some new 2018 music when we come back maybe we'll do um just as this time we covered um an album from each of the months that we had uh that we had missed when we were doing our historical stretch from january through april maybe we'll pick up um you know one to two albums um per month from May and June when we come back later in June um, and so let us know what else you're listening to what are their new musics from 2018 um, you're hearing uh, if you have albums for uh, for when we return to 1999-2000 send those along um, and you can um you can reach us in all of the usual ways um, on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook, um, and on overthinkingit.com on the show notes. So, um, so whether you are dancing or making money moves, um, whether you are being careful um, or being careful or being careful, um, you, I, I know that you will be doing that and keeping it real. <laughs>